right, here we are. Can you believe it? I cannot. It's our first podcast. Uh, I can't wait to share our stories, Em. (laughs) Hey, can Em, can we start off by the story of why, you know, I don't know if people are watching us on YouTube or if they're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, but why I have my glasses on. Because you know I'm going to fixate on it if I don't say anything. Yeah, let's talk about why you have your glasses on. You guys, ladies, if you're listening, I'm not one to procrastinate. However, I had a blocked tear duct for five years before my children were born, and I waited that long to get it fixed. I don't know. It seems kind of scary to go under full anesthesia and then have somebody put a tube in your tiny... Like, go look at how tiny your tear ducts are if you've never looked at it. However, I have a little bruising. I can't wear contacts for two weeks, but you know what? Here we are. Here we are. Okay, Em... And we've got matching <laughs> hats. This is going to be a thing. We love trucker hats. Love. And and if you're looking at us, um, you know that we're from Texas. But if you're not, we are from Texas, in Texas, and proud of it. Right? Yep. And we are both. You know what? We'll tell them a little bit about ourselves. We're both moms of two children. Yeah. I have twin identical boys. They're four. And you? I have a six and a five-year-old. And our boys have the exact same birthday a year apart yeah and it's really great because walker is a year older than my little guy so we get walker's hand (laughs) and it works out great but okay em what are we here today to talk about on our first episode well i mean who are we what what got us here why do we want to be doing this podcast um i think it'd be really really good to start with our origin story and i think we should start with you okay i i want to know angie we have, or you have built the Angie Method. Yep. It was a powerful movement for women online, um, starting with their physical transformation. And it ends up just being a whole lifestyle change. But I want to go, I want to hear, like, how did you get started with all that? Okay. So the Angie Method itself has been probably since 2018 is when I started like the online women's coaching business. And right. so really the the online platform, it's, it's fairly new, right? Like that's only almost five years in November. So four and a half years. Yeah. I, uh, this might come as a surprise to you. Whoops. What was that? I, I don't know. I ran into something. <laughs> We're okay. Uh, this might come as a surprise to you, but I, uh, was not into health and fitness for a really long time. I grew up playing soccer my whole life. Yeah. But by the time I hit 18 years old and I went to college, I was over the idea of playing every single day. And now, so, did you play in college? No. Okay. My, my mom would have preferred that I did, and I had opportunities to. But I was like, I prefer to do different extracurriculars, which I did, and I did them really well. What, 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 well, hold on, pause in the story. What were these extracurriculars? I I feel like your typical college (laughs) girl who goes to a private school her whole life and all of a sudden she finds the freedom in college and lives it up. So, you know, your typical drinking and other things, but let's just put it this way. I was not moving my body (laughs) in college and I was eating all the chicken tenders and drinking all the drinks and... When I graduated and then, you know, fast forward to when my husband opened up a gym. So he had a strength training gym and, you know, I had a couple jobs after college, but I fell into working for him at our gym. And when I told my girlfriends, you guys, I'm going to leave my event planning job at the time. I was doing marketing and event planning for the Hyatt. And I was like, and I am going to work at our family gym. 
Was it jaws drop in shock? <laughs> and laughter. And I was like, what is so funny? And they're like, well, you're the opposite of someone who likes to work out and eat healthy. And I, I literally had no concept of it. Yeah. I just naturally, you know, when you're an athlete growing up, you can stay decently fit. Yeah. But like I was the one driving to all my classes in college. Like if my friends were going to the rec center to working to work out, I was taking a nap, whatever it was. <laughs> so it's like kind of funny that I'm sitting here today and I have a health and fitness business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, let me ask you, because it was important to Paul all the way from the, the get go when you guys yeah. first started dating, like really important to Paul. He talks about that. Um, were you still just sort of like, ah, nah, not that important to me? Yes. Yeah. 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 So Paul is my husband, for those of you guys that don't know. And yep. six months before we were getting married, that was in 2010, he was like, hey, I'm going to leave my full-time job and I'm going to open up a gym. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Great. But that's all you, right? Like, yeah. I don't want anything to do with it. I was a teacher at the time. And we started with zero clients on a 500 square foot mat. But he, he felt very passionate about it right like yeah. fitness had changed who he was and, and like he'll tell his origin story you can go listen to his podcast but he grew up more in the music and art world and not as much in the athletics where I did grow up in athletics and for yeah. him when he found fitness it made him feel like a superhero like yeah. it made him feel more confident than he had ever felt and he kind of was a, a scrawny little kid now he's six two but he never had that confidence he wasn't right. like the jock in high school and so he wanted to find a way to give that back to other people that were like we know that we could use like fitness as a vehicle to help people feel more powerful in themselves yeah and so basically I joined him full-time at the gym well let me ask you this question really quick so your friends laughed yeah and were you, was there some part of you that was like, well, hold on, wait a minute, I'm an athlete. No. <laughs> no, Em. No, there wasn't. I kind of laughed too, because yeah. I was like, this is hilarious. Like I, at the time I had gone to school for marketing and then I went back and got my master's in elementary ed. I had been teaching. So there was really no part of me that was like, I should be up here teaching people how to swing a kettlebell or I should be doing a, a barbell lift. Like it was foreign to me. Here we go. I'm going to do it. I, I love but, it. Yes. But like it made sense because Paul needed someone to grow this business with and I was his family. Yeah. Right. And right. so as I got into it though, I started to realize I was like, well shit, teaching kids might be easier than teaching adults. Uh, yeah. Right. Like I had the skill set of teaching. I had the skill set of even marketing for a business, but the whole health and fitness thing, it was new to me. Right. But with that being said, I had struggled since post-college. I think I was 30 plus pounds heavier than I had ever been. So I was already going down that road of trying every diet and doing every different modality right. of fitness. Like, so that had been a struggle for me for right. about, since 2006 to 2015, I had been quote unquote trying, right? To get into a body that I was proud of or more yeah. confident in. And it wasn't until, like, we opened the gym in 2010. I joined him in 2014 full-time. And I was like, okay, well, now I really don't look the part, right? Like, how yeah. am I going to stand up here and... Of all the places to stick out, it's definitely that one. Yeah. yeah. And so I struggled a lot mentally and, like, with my... I don't know, relationship with food and fitness. Yeah. And like, we'll, we'll get into that, like past our origin story and like how that all worked. But I, I'll remember a pivotal moment where I, if you're watching, you're in good company. I like sugar. 
And I also like to drink. She loves sugar. I do. That's an understatement. I really love sugar. Yeah. One of my girlfriends was like, I got one of those Alani new energy drinks you were talking about. She was like, how the hell do you drink it? It's so sweet. I'm like, you know what's funny? If I had the option, I'd put actually more stevia in it. <laughs> I was like, that's how much I love sugar. So then in 2015... I had tried all the things and I'm not going to get into it today because it really doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. But what I realized is the women that would come into our gym, we were trying to teach them fitness. Okay. So we were all about, you had to have the perfect technique. We wanted to teach you how to move gracefully. We wanted to teach you to not have like injury, like risk for like little risk to injury. So sure. strong joint, strong mobility, obviously teach you to build muscle, but we never focused on fat loss. Like we never mm. focused on what people really wanted was to not look and feel fat, right? right? Like we were, that's Paul's, what we're there for. That's, that's what people were there yeah. for. And Paul's philosophy was slightly different. And I remember in 2015, I was like, well, that's what I want too. Like I put in all of this effort and I still don't look the way that I want. And I was frustrated by it. And that's right. where I started to finally learn more on my own, right? Like I started to deep dive into everything I needed to know about nutrition, understand the science behind it, the psychology yeah. with people in their food. And then, I mean, you know my story, but I will, I'm going to um, give credit where credit is due. Yeah. I found this guy on Instagram and his name was Grego Gallagher. You guys go check him out. He still has his company. It's called Kino Body. And well, okay. So what year was this? Cause this was pretty 2015 new that people were doing. Okay. 2015, 2015. And this was like when flexible dieting was getting really popular. I didn't know anything about it or if it's like, if it fits your macros, right? Like I, I, F, Y, M. Like that was the big talk back then. Right. But again, I knew nothing about nutrition. All I knew was I kept doing like the next cleanse, the next shake, shake diet, whatever it was. I was doing the next fitness thing and I wasn't getting the result. But then, you know, you see that picture. And when you start to see a picture, like once you see it, you can believe it. And he's in this ad and he's like driving Ferraris. And he's yeah. like in this sexy video with these women in bikinis <laughs> and they're like popping champagne and they're sitting by the pool. Right. And he rolls up in his Ferrari. They're by the pool. And now they're eating all of the foods that I want to eat that are quote unquote bad that, you know, make you fat. And I was like, well... I am intrigued. Sign me up for some of that. <laughs> Sign me up for some of that. It, and it was a matter of like, I knew what I wanted with my health and fitness, but I actually didn't think it was possible based on all the other diets or what everybody else told me had made them successful. Right. But I was like, you know what? I like that ad. And he kept calling you a goddess. And I was like, I would like to be a goddess, right? <laughs> Who doesn't want to be called a goddess? Who doesn't want to be a, a goddess? Every female should be called a goddess in their lifetime. And drink champagne, yep. right? And yep. have a cookie and then have abs. So that's where it honestly all started for me in that moment when I saw that picture and I was like, hmm, could I do it? I realized it had nothing to do anything with the food or the drink I was having. It had nothing to do with the fitness. It had everything to do with what I believed to be true with what it took to be healthy and fit. Wow. And it gave That's powerful. Yes. And that was like the beginning of me like really talking to Paul and be like, Paul, we have to have an option here for people that come into our gym to lose body fat. I'm yeah. like, but we first have to understand where they're coming from, like the beliefs around their own health and fitness and why they may or may not have the result that they want. Sure. And we have to offer nutrition to them. 
so we that you know program was born in the gym we started doing nutrition i did do greg o'gallagher's program i am still on the website <laughs> six, shout out greg thanks you, greg you, you helped us all <laughs> yeah six weeks into the program i had six pack abs i had been trying since 2006 to 2015 and i was putting in energy and yeah. effort I finally got the result I wanted in six weeks and I was eating and drinking what I wanted most of the time and working out less. Wow. And that was the moment that I was like, a lot of the women in my life are busy, career-driven moms. So we have a lot of different roles and responsibilities. And I was like, how can I use fitness and nutrition as a vehicle to help women actually be in the physical body that they want, but save them time when doing it so they can put that time and mental energy towards being a better mom and being a better yeah. significant other and being better, you know, in their career and then actually loving the body that they're in, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally, because there were times my body was okay and I liked it, right? But like mentally and emotionally, I didn't like how I thought about myself right, or how sure. I presented myself. And yeah. so it was a game changer. Game changer. It, it's crazy um, how we think and feel about ourselves plays into how we perform. How we perform. Yeah. It's actually really, really easy to follow a diet plan if you want to. If you want to. But the question, the question is, is, is it? Do you want to? Do you want to? Yeah. Yeah. And so then, like, because I'm going to get into your origin story, but, like, what led me then actually to the Angie method is I I got into health and fitness by default. That was not where I thought I would be. It is not an industry I ever saw myself in. But what I saw in the process of me finding me again through nutrition and fitness, I was like, well, what a powerful vehicle to be able to use something that is in our control, right? Like, yeah. We decide what we eat and we decide how we move our bodies and we decide how we think. Those are the three things that we own. And those are the three components that the Angie method is built off of because yeah. there are a lot of things that are out of our control, but those are in our control. And yeah. so I decided, I was like, if I can help women understand how to be in the driver's seat of their own results, the driver's seat of you eat what you eat, right? In correlation to your goal, you move how you want to move in a way that excites you and makes you feel like a thriving individual. You think how you want to think that best serves you and how you show up. And so I was like, I've got the vehicle. I can unlock some things that they're stuck with and make it easy for them to get the result. And in the process, then they can expand and they can grow and they can find this new way to exist where they're living in the physical body they want. Yeah. So now they get to become excellent in so many other things. Right. So you knew it was powerful. And now there's over 250 women in the program currently. Currently. Tell me, were you like shocked and amazed at just how it started to take off once you showed up online? Yes. So... I, you know, I'm just like anyone else. I just, I, to be honest with you, and maybe call it vain or not, like, I just wanted to look sexy in my body. Yeah. I wanted to look hot. I wanted to feel sexy in the bedroom. I wanted to feel sexy at the pool. I wanted to turn heads. I was like, it, at that time, I was like early 30s. I'm like, I should look a little bit better than I do right now, right? right they didn't right. even have kids. I like, I should look good. And so when I decided that, I was like, you know what? What if I just start talking about this? Like, what if outside of the four walls of our gym, I just put it on social media, right? Like some people are going to agree with it. Some people are not. But if there's someone who is similar to me, 
who is like-minded, they're probably experiencing some of the same negative self-talk that I was having. The same like questions like, could I ever look better than I do right now? And so I got on there and I just started giving them permission to be like, it's okay to want what you want. It doesn't mean you're ungrateful for what you have. Mm. Wanting more is just an example or a representation of you living up to excellence, you living up to your potential. And so I started using social media as my platform to do that. And when I launched my business in November of 2018, I started with, I did a five-day free challenge, 10 women joined. And then from 2018 till today, like you said, it has literally been word of mouth. Like very rarely, like you are in the Angie Method, do we like market it online? Yeah. It's because our women have these epic transformations outside of the physical their physical is like better than they say like in grade school or high school but it's the way that they're starting to feel about themselves again Mm -hmm. and find themselves again or if they've never found themselves before they're like I didn't know it could feel this good to exist in this way right and so the word just traveled and so by me saying yes to me and being comfortable enough to share that on a social media platform it just became this ripple effect. It's really cool. And I, I think I need to stress the fact that it is shocking to build what you have built on word of mouth alone. I, I think that that is such a, a testimony, um, a testament, if you will, to how powerful this, this movement is. And then I also want to say um, women showing up and feeling like that now at this age where maybe nothing about the past has changed. Yep. Nobody in your environment has changed either, but you have, and you're okay with all of that, and you're giving yourself permission to move forward and, like, let go of it all. Yeah. You know? who? I don't care about what happened back then. It doesn't have to be who you are anymore. It doesn't have to define you. Right. And that is a really powerful place to be in and one that... I'm, that's what we're trying to help women in this program. Wouldn't you agree? Understand that like, it's not too late. You can still be who you want to be. Even if nobody currently agrees with that trajectory right now, it doesn't matter. You can still do it. You can still practice and be and execute as if that person would actually execute. And I think that's the beauty of it. So like, it's like, well, what led me to this moment of having the Angie method as my passion project as my company as my way to be a leader amongst other women it was because there was a part of me even outside of like the health and fitness that I felt lost with right like I I remember a pivotal moment when I was working at the Hyatt and I remember looking at my physical self and I felt my my stomach like rolling over my pants like Mm. to the point where I could grab like five inches in each hand and I was like this is not you, right? Like this isn't who you know yourself to be. And as a product of that, like I wasn't confident and I'm always been an extrovert. I wasn't an extrovert. I wasn't going out with girlfriends. I didn't want to be sexy in the bedroom. And so I started to realize, I'm like, oh, okay. The physical self of not being happy with who I was, it was actually negatively impacting other areas of life. So when I thought about like, what do I do next with this presence online and this coaching, it's getting other women just to Literally, I know it sounds cliche, but to love yourself again and love the relationship with yourself again, whatever that looks like, so then you can go out and positively influence and impact those people in your life you love the most. Like by you finding you again and you saying yes to you again, you automatically give other people permission to be like, it's okay to not tolerate like life as it is. It's okay to not settle. There's so much more if we choose to see it that way. Yeah, gosh, that's so powerful. I um, I was saying this the other day. I think a lot of us like ourselves a lot. 
but I'm not really sure that we actually love ourselves. And with that realization that you are the only person who can fully love yourself the way that you need to be loved. And then from that place, allow others to love you back. But you have to have that knowing to love yourself first. And I think I think that's what makes this so special. Yeah. Maybe loving ourselves for the first time. And being around other women who also have decided to do the same. To be like, yeah. it's okay to literally love yourself above everybody else. Yeah. Right? And then in doing so, the love you have for others is true. And it's real. And it's powerful. And so right. here we are. Yeah. And then... You know, I like you said, like the, the oh, business so is continually growing. The the impact in the, the mission is growing. And, you know, we'll tell you why we started the podcast. But M, like you're here with me. And yeah. so like we know what health and fitness did for me, right? It unlocked a lot of things in me that I didn't know were possible. But now that I don't think about being in my physical body, I just naturally live as a healthy and fit individual. That's my identity. It's allowed me to become this leader that I always knew I could be. But, you know. Yeah. didn't think it was possible. What brought you here? Like, what what are you passionate about? What's your origin? Yeah, um, you know, I've always been active. I grew up in a small town and played every single sport and loved that I was able to do that. Um, worked out. My dad was a football coach, like, worked out in the gym. I'll never forget. He would, like, teach us how to lift weights, and he would roll up this towel and, like, put it right here between my like chest bone to protect my chest because I was a female and he didn't want to like stunt my growth or anything as I'm lifting weights which is so funny I'm not even sure if that is a thing to be had but you know he was showing me the best he could to value um, physical fitness which I I did for a long time and for many years Um, and we it's funny because I never once I hit puberty I couldn't quite get weight off And it just kept creeping up on me. And I didn't really understand why. I didn't have the tools to understand why. Um, So then probably when I got to high school, I took action like a lot of females do um, at that age. And I just starved myself because that seemed to work. So I would would eat a Snapple and a piece of bread. Oh, my God. Snapple. At lunch. I forgot about Snapple. Was it peach? I'm not knocking Snapple. I do love Snapple. It was like strawberry blend. Oh, my God. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. The, the diet peach one, tea, yeah so good. And, and you know the crazy thing is I was vocal about the fact that I was starving myself. I was not hiding it. Yes. <laughs> a lot of women were our age in high school. I remember a girl that would literally eat one candy bar a day. And she would wow. talk about it. And she was a cheerleader. And, you know, that's another story. Okay, so you were eating. Yeah, you, yeah and I had great, and great success. I had great success. I did that probably like my junior year in high school and like kept it off all the way through my senior year. Um, my dad reminds me too, cause I ran track and he used to get, he's such an awesome guy. He used to get up with me in the morning at five o'clock in the morning cause I ran distance and he would run with me. And he reminded me of the story. He said, you told me, dad, I just work out so much. I don't understand why I look the way that I do. It must be food. And I, I, which I reminded him, I was like, well, why didn't you listen to me? You were in charge of the groceries. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyways, I got to college and like you, I had fun and I put on a, I couldn't manage starving myself anymore because I wanted to drink and I wanted Taco Cabana with extra cheese at 4.30 in the morning, you know? 
And uh, I put on the freshman 30. Yep. And I never really could get it off. But it's interesting because I remember that moment. I put on my jeans that used to fit, and they li- I literally couldn't button them anymore. And if I did, I... I had nothing but, like, I didn't even have to pull the skin off in a physical bulge. It was there for me to just pinch. Yes. And I thought, I didn't go out that night. I isolated and hid. hid. I was so devastated. And I remember that's when I realized I had a relationship with food I didn't love because I comforted myself with large pizza. Yes. Yeah. You that's know, how you were coping. You yep. would think if your jeans didn't fit, the reverse would happen. But, yeah, that's how I was coping. Yeah. Um, and so then I, I sort of tried some things like, um, that worked. I would get like 20 pounds off do that yo-yo, gain it back and through the holiday season. Um, but it wasn't until I had my kids, I went into severe postpartum depression and anxiety. It was the first time in my life. I didn't work out for a full two years. Yeah. I was so sick. I was so mentally unbalanced yep and um I was eating and I gained like 65 pounds my first pregnancy and then I didn't get it all back off and I got pregnant again when my daughter was like 10 months and I can remember you should be so excited that you were able to get pregnant again and I was just freaking out at the weight that I was gonna gain because this was like so far out from under me you know And, um, yeah, then I went to, um, at that point I was prenatal, I was diagnosed prenatal postpartum depression and anxiety, and they wanted me to get on medication. And my son was eight months. I was so, or I'm sorry, I was eight months pregnant. And I remember saying, okay, I haven't tried anything. I, this is like my first time reaching out for help. I'd rather not do medication as my first stop. Um, I've heard that exercise releases positive emotions and endorphins and stuff. So like, maybe I should try that, you know? And, um, I just made, um, a pact with myself. I was like, I'm going downhill. I can feel it. And I have two babies and it was the first moment in my life that I realized that if I go downhill, nobody wins. Nobody wins. And a lot of people are connected to me now, so maybe there might be something to me figuring out taking care of myself first. And so then I had my son, and I decided that I would start with the weight. Um, and so that I lost like 85 pounds. You guys have to see Emily's <laughs> photos, right? Like, Because I see you now, yeah. right? It is, it is wild because people don't understand that we all come with what didn't feel right on our body, but like what you were able to accomplish with all the anxiety that was wrapped up with it. But you were like, this is the one thing I can control. Yeah. Right. Like you were like, I can control the yeah. food. Okay. So you lost how much total? Yeah. Like I lost that. So I've lost a total of like 80, 82 pounds. At yeah. that time I, I lost 70 in seven months and I was blown away. But I was, like, super excited, obviously, because I'd never been that size before. Um, And I had people in my life. That's another thing I want to talk about. Like, I put myself in an environment to win, and I recruited people to help me win, just like you did in finding that guy online, Uh Um, who would tell me when I was just going to stop at where I had been before. And they're like, you can keep going. I'm like, I can. Right. Okay, I'll keep going. And then just... Who I became on the inside through that process blew my mind. And I was just like, wow, I've got to 
go tell everybody that this is possible because I've struggled for years in a mindset and in a body and in a in a narrative while we're just big boned and this is my, genetics like, my side of the family has big hips yeah exactly and I believed all those things and I was looking in the mirror and I was like my bones actually don't look that big <laughs> like if you guys could see Emily like her wrists are so tiny and her arms are so <laughs> tiny right You're like shoot yeah um but then like the why this wild twist of fate on how you and I got connected um well, so I became a fitness instructor. That was another part of my journey there. I had gone to um, a studio and I was doing cycling and I loved that. And I was also a teacher. So I'm really good at teaching people. Yep. Um, with, and so I became a fitness instructor. That was an outlet for me to get outside of the house and um, take care of myself and set the example I wanted to set for my kids. Um, but, you know, I really wasn't totally free from the behaviors and the way that I viewed food. It became about like good versus bad right. and starving myself after that binge. Um, and I kind of like you, I was like, geez, I'm a fitness instructor. I'm supposed to know what I'm doing. Yes. I'm, you know? I'm not supposed to have these type of behaviors right. or these types of thoughts. Yes. Right. And then an awesome twist of fate. I had a friend from Houston move on to your street. So I met you. And just started following you online, and the Angie Method was popping up on my um, feed, and I had gone back to school to be a nutritional therapy um, certified, and I was going to start my own business, all the while not being totally free myself, so mm -hmm. I don't really know what I was going to tell people, actually. <laughs> Probably just more of the same, but I, I'll never forget, um, you had a YouTube short that came through, a little video, and it was talking about how you had these amazing abs and you weren't hungry, <laughs> and I was like, there is no way. Right. There's no way. Yes. And um, then I called you. Yeah, I called you, and I was just like, hey... This is what I'm looking to do. I just have like the last 10 pounds, couple body fat percentages I want to drop. And I'll never forget what you told me. You were like, oh, I got you. This is what we specialize in. <laughs> it totally is. And so that's how we got here. I'm like, you know, 12 weeks into that program, worked with your husband, Paul, and um, loved it. It was basically like, you guys need to know me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to work for you. And Paul said, okay, let's, let's get you your transformation, pump the brakes. And then we're going to, we'll bring you into the fold. But now you're here, but almost a year. Yeah. Like in the, right. In a, like coaching. Yeah. Almost a year. And was like, uh, effortlessly at eight to 10% body fat and not hungry. You guys I'm happy to announce. Yes. And she has seen really good abs. Yeah. So it's great. But okay. So it's, it's kind of cool because our origin stories. Honestly, they're kind of similar, they're right? Similar. Like yeah. both athletes, both, you know, went and had some fun, but we just didn't understand nutrition and fitness. We didn't understand that A, we were in the driver's seat of it. We didn't understand yeah. how powerful it would be for our mental and emotional state and how it could be like literally the method to unlock like in ourselves, like our potential. Yeah. And so like, it kind of brings us to like, why did we want to do the podcast? And that's where I think it's such a beautiful thing is because I've been on social media since God, well, we're going to get into that in a future <laughs> episode about what happened. But like since 2010, when we started the gym, I was yeah. pretty much consistently posting, even if it was just gym related stuff, like do this core drill or whatever it was since 2010. Like I've, I've been around 
leading us all the way to 2023. But it's like, I, I wanted to have enough opportunity to get to know enough women and their world in their past struggles and obstacles when it came to the relationship with their physical self, the relationship right. with their nutrition, the, the relationship with the language they use with themselves, what it is that they actually wanted with their body, mentally, physically, right. emotionally, with right. the spirit. I didn't want to just, you know, put something out there that I didn't have enough experience with and enough tools in my toolbox to be like, it doesn't matter who it is that's listening to us right now. Like if you're listening and you still feel like you're struggling and you still feel like there's more in your body or you might feel like you've had so many past failed attempts that it could never be possible or you might be sitting here with a lot of fear or self-doubt. Like now we've we've worked with it all. Yeah. Now I've seen it all. Yeah. And the beauty of what we do is we get to know you as an individual and we get to know your world when it has been in terms of health and fitness your environments that you've been in, the struggles, the obstacles. And we we look at you from a different lens, unbiased, and just say like, hey, what if we consider doing it this way? What if we try it out this way? And so like the podcast now is giving Emily and I a place to share our learnings, to yeah. share our observations, to hopefully just give you some tips and tricks when it comes to food and fitness and a little bit of fun and mindset trickled in that might help you create more belief in yourself. Yeah. Just like Emily said, it was your environments, the different people that you surrounded yourself that kept pulling you towards that vision of you. For me, it was one advertisement that stuck out. And then I went and found those people that were also living in a way that I wanted to live with my food and my fitness. Yeah. And so if we can just be that little bit of belief on this show for you, that's the ultimate goal of why I wanted to start the podcast. Yeah, I think that's really important to you. Like we're all so different on how we want to show up. Like you, it was literally an ad for me. It was like connection to people who already had it going on. You yeah. know what I mean? That's how you get here doesn't matter to us. We just like want you to get here yeah. and be able to create a space for women to give themselves permission maybe for the first time in their life to be like hey I can take up some space in a pretty awesome way look and feel how I want to feel and you know I, I, I just think it's like and be okay with it and be okay with it yeah and so like we'll, we'll wrap it up because you know now we got to just got to jump into the next episodes <laughs> but like the confident bombshell name like we were okay what is a confident bombshell? Who is a confident bombshell? And as I built the Angie method, I was like, I wanted this group of women that could connect with a shared mission, right? And I was like, I don't know, like all of us want to feel confident. We yeah. want to look confident, yeah. right? Bombshell, the word can go a couple different ways for people. But I wanted to explain like what we look at when we look at a confident bombshell. Yeah. So tell the, us the best way we can describe it is that the women that have gone through our program, myself or Emily, anyone on our team, you walk into a room and people might physically know that you've changed, right? Like any diet you've done, people are probably like, what diet are you doing? I got to get on it. Oh my God, you look so good. You lost weight or whatever. You're still going to get those compliments. You're going to get those responses. But it's different this time. When our women walk into the room, they're like, hey, like I, I clearly know that you look different. You look awesome. But there's something about you that feels different. Yeah. And that's why a lot of the women come into our program because 
when another person is saying that to you, they can't quite put their finger on it, but we've all talked about it and we've talked to the thousands of women that have come through the program and it's, you have this peace about yourself and inner peace and other people can't help but feel that, right? Like right. in your presence, they feel that you are magnetic. They feel, they want to be closer to you because you're putting off these vibes that it's like, hey, it's okay to be like authentically you. Yeah. It's okay to be happy. Yeah. It's okay to find peace. It's okay to see this world as abundant. And you show up with this energy that people are like, that's intoxicating and I want more of that. So how do I find that person again and the confident bombshell she has a confidence about herself that when she walks in the room because she knows so clearly who she is and what she stands for and what she's going after that she can just be in that room and be at peace with however it goes and that's yeah I love and I love that we're addressing confident bombshell because I do feel like those words can be very triggering um and I I just think that like Exactly what you're saying. We can take the power back for for ourselves as women from any negative connotation around those words. Like it is okay to be beautiful. It is okay to be magnetic. It is okay to be in front of whoever you want to be in front of, unapologetically you, wearing what you want to wear in the rooms you want to be in. Like let's take the power back in those words. Yeah, because a lot of women like that we've in our world and again I'm speaking from our world and what we know to be true right Right, and and your world might be different if you're listening right now but women want other women leading they want other women to give themselves permission to be like it's okay to be happy it's okay to 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 be be peaceful it's okay to be confident in yourself and in your abilities to give back to this world and so the confident bombshell she's just somebody who has found herself again and in the process of that All she wants to do is now give back to other women and help them find that person as well. Yeah, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, I know we're going to close out, but last thing I wanted to say, after talking to hundreds of women, that is why our program has been so referral-based, is it's not just like, you could go pick from any diet plan out there. They're all going to work if you follow them. They're all going to work if you follow them. Exactly. Um, And lots of people do, but it's just... Like I said, when I had lost the weight, what happened to me on the inside is what blew my mind the most. And offering women this new way to exist, to be alive, to be alive, alive you know, like you said, that look on that. I've heard that from so many women that have called us asking to know more. I've seen my friend transform, but it's just the look on her face, the peace she has. And I want that. And I want that. Yes. yes. That yes. is what makes us different. And why we're here. We, we want to share that with all of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. So we'll share food, fitness, fun, and mindset. Yeah. And then we are going to be- Maybe a little fashion. Maybe a little fashion, <laughs> some, some hats and stuff like that. And so we'll be releasing episodes on Wednesday. Yes. So if you're just listening to the first episode, make sure that you guys hit that subscribe button so you'll get the notification for when the new episode drops on Wednesday. And then you can leave us a review, even if it's the first one, that's going to help other people find the podcast or feel free to share it on your story and tag Emily or I in it. Uh, I'm Angie.Lingzo on Instagram. You are. And I'm Emily Mitchell HTX. HTX. We'll drop that in the description. We'll drop that. But please like subscribe, share with your families, whoever you feel like needs this and it resonates with. um, Yeah. Let us know. Tag us. And that's it. That's the origin story. All right. All right. See you guys. Chat soon.